Hey guys, welcome to the number 214 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Uh, I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be you know, gi- giving a semi-recap to the Wizards' last two games against the Miami Heat where they, uh, you know, it wasn't too successful, I should say, going, uh, you know, 0 for 2 in that two-game road stretch. Again, both games against the Heat. And then we are going to preview the Wizards uh, at Celtics game because, um, you know, they do play tonight uh, and not too long from now. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. I do want to let you know um, that if you do guys, if you guys do want to check out my Instagram, and I'll put a link whenever it comes out to the YouTube YouTube page of my middle school. I'm going to be doing some middle school basketball commentating. So if you ever want to listen, you know, to me commentating, you'll see what I can do. You know, not only on the podcast but commentating live. Um, you know, you can always listen to that. You can always replay. I'll have it, you know, posted again on the YouTube and the Instagram and also on Facebook, I think as well. Uh, season to start tomorrow for my middle school, so I'm really excited. So if you guys do want to hear me commentate, um, I will put the link in the description of my Instagram. Most of my coverage um, will be on there um but let's not waste any time and let's get into this hey guys welcome to another episode of whiz talk with chase i am chase cobra Let's start off here by recapping this uh, Wizards Heat game. We're going to start off with the first one that me and Dexter, it's great to have him on again, uh, that we did, um, you know, preview. Um, it was, you know, the Wizards had their chances, but, you know, it was close after one. You know, I watched you know, most of this game, and I think, honestly, that second quarter really hurt them. You know, when Miami outscored them by 15, 32 to 17 in that second quarter, I think the Wizards, you know, they did a lot of damage in that fourth quarter to outscore them by 14, um, you know, to cut 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 the lead short. But I think eventually uh, when, you're find, when you find yourself in a situation down 17 at halftime, um, it's very hard to win a basketball game. Uh, Tyler Hero played great uh, for the uh, Heat. So did Cody Martin. Kyle Lowry was also terrific. Um, those are just honestly, you know, the three main players. And, you know, Jimmy Butler wasn't even playing, too. You know, that's that's kind of the disappointing part here. Bam on a bio actually was held in check for the most part, even though he did have a good game. Efficiency-wise, they're not that good for the Wizards. I mean, anyway, without Bradley Beal, if you're starting Jordan Goodwin and Corey Kisper in the backcourt, of course, not amazing. Now, Goodwin, you know, did have a decent game, especially defensively. We'll break that down later. But Danny had a double-double. Uh, Kuzma at 33, even though I think in the fourth quarter he really did start to struggle. And his three, I, Kuzma's three-point efficiency has been awful the entire season. Even in their other game against the Heat a little over a week ago, um, when he made that game-time three-pointer to send it to overtime, yeah, that was like one of his two made three-pointers the entire game, and he attempted like nine. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like that. His three-point shooting has been horrific, has been horrifically awful 
um, this season. So that is something he does need to work out. Uh, Will Barton, I wasn't really happy with him playing too many minutes, but, you know, he did get the job done. I'd like to see Daniel Gaffer play more. Anthony Gill played more than I wanted to. Johnny Davis to get some time. Overall, he played a good game, and, you know, the Wizards without, you know, Beal and you know, Morris and Hanchi Mora and all those guys, I think um, they didn't really know what to do, and I think that's second quarter. Uh, you can definitely tell. The score doesn't even show. I mean, you can tell when watching that that, the Heat outplayed them in that second quarter, and I think that second quarter kind of broke everything apart. And it, um, you know, it unfortunately, you know, made the Wizards, you know, lose. But in this game, I mentioned Bam Adebayo was held check in his first game back. Um, he was not held in check in his second game back. In fact, it was literally the exact opposite because Bam Adebayo had a team leading thirty-eight points, twelve rebounds, three assists, and his efficiency was great. Fifteen and twenty-two from the field, and made all eight of his free throws. That's rare for a big guy like him. I like Bam out of bio. And, you know, the Wizards had their own scores. Kuzma, 28.7 rebounds, 5 assists. Again, 3-point efficiency. I've already made my take on that. He's awful from 3-point range this year. That's all right. He's got to improve on it, though. Um, Bradley Beal, though, incredible game for him. I know he missed a 3 at the buzzer. But overall, great game. 28 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 3 blocks, 11-20 from the field, 4-7 from 3. He's been shooting incredible from 3. Um, You know, and it hasn't, mostly since he's come back you know, from protocol, but overall, too, this year, Beal has been a very productive 3-point shooter, shooting 40% from 3. The last time Beal shot 40% from 3 was in 2017. I think this is the Wizards' best team since 2017, and Beal's 3-point shooting has been a big reason for that. He's been their team's main scorer. He's been shooting the ball really well from three, and that has been important, but also a great defensive performance in this game as well. Um, you know, uh, Porzingis, his efficiency has been not that good. Seven of 18 in this game. He cannot have a 7-3 guy shooting seven of 18. He did have 18 points, but not incredible. But only the, the Wizards only have three double-digit point-per-game scores, and when that happens, really hard to win a basketball game. You know, Jordan Goodwin playing good defense off the bench. Um, Daniel Gafford play well. I don't know why Daniel Gafford doesn't play more minutes. I don't think Anthony Gill should have played 13 minutes. I think you give those minutes to Gafford and and Barton. I don't think Gill should probably play more like eight minutes. Um, you know, and, and give Gafford some more minutes. Maybe flip Gafford and Gill's time. You know, have Gill play eight. You know, and Gafford play 18. So you still have Barton in there. So I think maybe the rotation needs to change up. But you know, this overall wasn't a terrible game. There wasn't really a quarter. The Wizards blew it apart. You know, they had a 10 point lead early, and I think second and third they weren't awful. Like, like, you know, blowing the game apart, but I think the Heat started to crawl their way back, and it just allowed them to, you know, have a, have a great fourth quarter and end up winning the game. So, you know, I wasn't able to watch as much of this game as I was the first game, but still, um, overall, you know, two losses, not great, especially when you were in a race for the third seed. Um, so now they're going to have to respond. And responding, you don't want to be in a situation where you have to respond against the Boston Celtics in Boston. Now, I get Jason Tatum is out for the game, which is absolutely huge for the Wizards. But the Wizards are missing DeLon Wright themselves. They're missing uh, Monte Morris, Ruby Hachimura, Johnny Davis, and Kyle Kuzma are all questionable for the matchup. Davis hasn't really played that much. Hachimura is huge. Morris is huge. And Kuzma is huge. I don't think Hachimura and Morris are going to play. I'm not as much sure of Davis and Kuzma, but I, I, from what I've been hearing, I don't think Morris and Hachimura, you know, are going to lace up, which is unfortunate for the Wizards. You know, Morris has been a very productive point guard, finally, and, um, you know, and Ruby Hachimura, I think, is having, you know, a really great year, you know, at least when it comes to, you know, efficiency-wise. But, you know, with Tatum out, um, let's, you know, move on to the starting lineups. 
because, you know, this is an interesting one. Again, with Tatum out, it's going to look like Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown. I think most likely Grant Williams will uh, slide into the four spot for Tatum, and then Al Horford will take the five spot. For the Wizards, assuming Monte Morris doesn't play, Jordan Goodwin's going to start in the backcourt alongside Beal. Avdia, if Kuzma doesn't play, and again, the tricky territory would probably be Anthony Gale. If Kuzma does play, he stays at the four. After, I mean, and Porzingis, uh, I'm sorry, we'll stay at the, uh, we'll stay at, at the five spot. My prediction: I have the Wizards winning this game, 112 to 108. And my Coburn's catch for this game: if Tatum were playing, I would say stop Jason Tatum, but because Tatum's had like two 50 point games against the Wizards recently. But my Coburn's catch for this game: stop their new best player with the mount, stop Jalen Brown, because you know when Tatum out for the game, the Celtics' only reasonable number one option is Tatum. I mean, is Brown. He's been averaging over 25 points per game this year, which is absolutely incredible. You know, possibly having a career year. Um, in some people's eyes, and you know, the Celtics' best team in the NBA has been a big part of it. But outside of Brown, their leading score is a 13 point per game score, Malcolm Brogdon, and an 11 point per game score in Al Horford. And what Brogdon, you know, a guy like Brogdon, you know, if Brown is shut down or at least contained, you know, Brogdon can't carry that kind of load on offense. You know, he's, he's an overall good offensive player, but he just has one game this year uh, with over 20 points since November 5th. So he's gone about a month now with really a lack of scoring production. He's been good in other areas, but lack of scoring production, and that could come into handy if the Wizards are able you know, to stop Jalen Brown. I think Jordan Goodwin and Denny Avdia should be the primary defenders on Brown. He should take turns, see what's working. One day one's good, one day one isn't. Some days they're both good, and you just got to figure out who matches Brown the best. And I think that, um, you know, those have been the Wizards' two best primary defenders this year, and I think they need to be the ones to guard Brown. My surprising statement, it usually wouldn't be surprising to say Bradley Beal score a high amount of points because he's an incredible scorer. But it, I actually do – I think it's surprising to have Beal scoring over 25 points against Marcus Smart because Beal has played Marcus Smart 16 times his career. Smart coming off a defensive player of the year season. Beal's played him 16 times. And despite having a nine-game stretch where from early 2017 to January 2017 to January 2021, where Beal didn't have one game below 20 points. Most of his games were in the 30s, like 29. He had a few games above 40. Um, you know, since that streak ended um, in early January of 2021, he hasn't had more than 20 points against Marcus Smart. And I think that is, you know, a little concerning. But, and but you know, I do think, especially with Kuzma's sideline, Beal is going to get, you know, a lot more shots. And also, since returning from health and safety protocol, he's been absolutely incredible. He's averaged 26 and a half points while shooting 51% from the field, 52% from three. I think, you know, coming off of a 28-point performance, um, I think he is going to have an incredible night. Uh, against Marcus Smart, above 30 points is my prediction. Spread time, Wizards plus 7.5, Celtics minus 7.5, over under 222. Um, I do like the under. I have 220 points in my matchup, and I would easily like the Wizards. My spread, I still think I still do think the Celtics should be favored. I, I'll have them as 2.5-point favorites. Uh, Wizards, of course, then would be 2.5-point underdogs. Over under, I would keep it the same 222, so I would pick the under. And it would still pick the Wizards for the matchup. Fantasy outlook: I have Bradley Beal getting fifty to fifty-five fantasy points. I have Kristaps Porzingis getting thirty to forty fantasy, thirty-five to forty fantasy points. I have Jalen Brown getting thirty-five, also getting thirty to thirty-five to forty fantasy points. And I have Malcolm Brogdon getting thirty to thirty-five fantasy points. I think Jalen Brown is going to have a bunch of turnovers. I'm going to guess around four to five turnovers. Um, but I do think he could score. Um, amount of points, but because of those turnovers, I think he is overall going to be contained. Um, what punctuation do you put 
on that percentage. I think ESPN giving the Celtics a 75.4% chance of winning is absolutely outrageous. I get that Boston has probably been the best team in the NBA this year, and they are home, which Boston is one of the better, uh, you know, home court advantages in the NBA. But when you're missing Tatum, who's an MVP, you know, caliber player, he's in the MVP race currently, and averaging over 30 points per game, you know, that that's tough when you're missing, you know, your best player. That's one of the better ones in the league. And, you know, also, since Tatum broke out to be an all-NBA player in 2020, the Celtics are 6-14. and 14. So that is a little concerning. I think Boston showed more of like a 55% chance of winning, you know, with Tatum out, but not anywhere close to 75%. That would be – I don't even think they would have a 75% chance if Tatum played, just because the Wizards have been really underrated this year. I give this percentage an exclamation point. It's absolutely outrageous. And last but not least, who you got? I think Jordan Goodwin is going to be the main reason for the Wizards' victory tonight. Not going to be the best player, but one of the main reasons for their victory. Because, you know, Goodwin doesn't have one game where he hasn't had at least one steal and or one block since November 4th. Just think about that. Um, He hasn't had one game where he hasn't had one steal or one block since November 4th. That's been nearly a month of time. And that's when he was just getting inserted in the Wizards rotation. Ever since he's really got inserted in the rotation, he's been a very productive defensive player. 108, I think 108.6 defensive rating, which would be top 20 in the NBA. I think he's going to be the primary defender on Jalen Brown, who may have, who may cross the 20 mark, but will definitely not have more than 23 points in tonight's game. I think, you know, Jordan Goodwin, may, maybe not the most flash, last stat line of all time, but 8.7 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. I think he's only going to attempt 4 shots, 3 of 4, 75% field goal. 2 of 2 from downtown, that's 100%. And I don't think he's going to attempt a free throw. I think he'll have 2 fouls, just 1 turnover as, a, as the starting point guard as the Wizards beat the Celtics after a 2-game losing streak. Hope you guys... Did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Again, if you do want to hear me commentate, link to my Instagram in the description. You'll be hearing me commentate a lot over there uh, throughout this winter, which would be a lot of fun. Um, Hope you guys, did again, did enjoy this episode. Enjoy the game. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.